Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Today, we're going to talk about seduce her and open up. And Adam, I think we're really talking about two stereotypical things that each gender wants from the other, right? Yeah. I, women talk about that they want a guy who can who's a good seducer. Yeah. And men want a woman who's responsive and who yeah. tells them, you know, about what they really like. Yeah. And I think stereotypical, I mean, that's what we're talking about. I mean, this is kind of... Sure. So it could be reversed in in some couples but typically yeah yeah, men do not understand the art of seduction i I don't think so yeah i think they did this is what's so frustrating i think to women is that the guy is often really creative and seductive and a planner and an initiator of time together when he's dating yeah and then i think you know and then he wonders why sex was so great then and not great now (laughs) You know, when he's completely preoccupied now. You mean when he was putting a lot of effort into the relationship? <laughs> that is what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And well, he's taking the garbage out. That's right. Yeah, when he's taking the garbage out. <laughs> um, again, need to go do that. I don't know that guys think of that in the very beginning of their relationship as seduction, however. You don't think so? I don't know I mean, that they would cat. Maybe, I don't know that they would categorize it as seduction. Thinking about how to get her to bed. <laughs> sure, yeah. But, I mean, I think that there is... Again, stereotypically, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's the a conquest mentality that you're you're trying to win something, to obtain something, and so when when there's some sort of commitment in the relationship, when there that mm-hmm. there's when you've won it, when you've won it, you don't um, need to work anymore at it. Yeah, yeah. Is that what you're saying? 
again, this is what some guys not not you know not me. <laughs> I don't I don't think this at all. Uh, <laughs> but I think I, I mean I think guys have to fight against that. I mean even, I think even guys that don't feel that way. Yeah, I mean to, I, have to fight against I, that I, I hear them say it overtly. Like I did all that. I mm-hmm. mean that's what I was doing to get her, and now I should be in Candyland, and sex should happen free flowing all the time. That's right. Right. I, I did all that. I won the prize, and the prize is ever-flowing, everlasting sex <laughs> all That's the right. time. That's right. No matter how big I get or how inattentive I get, it yeah. should just always happen, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I, I mean, I think even then, I would wonder, even if men even think about, recognize what exactly they did during the dating phase that either was seductive to to her or, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like. I think I ask couples sometimes, like, what happened in the beginning of the relationship? How did you, how are you attracted to each other? Right. And men have a hard time saying what they did. Oftentimes, it's, oh, we met and then yada, yada, boom, bang, bing, we were, we were hitched. Yeah. You know, like, that's not what happened. That's not what happened. Most of the time, like, you did something that was... Uh, attractive. That was seductive. And, yeah. and put energy into it. Focus, yeah. right? Mm. I mean, the woman, I think, often feels special. I, I know my husband, on our second date, I was actually, I was actually, so he came over with roses mm. after our first date. And he was sitting in our living room, and I was actually out with another boy. Oh, no. <laughs> and he was sitting with my roommate's parents, who knew I was on another date. And Did he uh, know you were on another date? No, no, he had no idea. I mean, it wasn't like we were exclusive. It was our s- second date, you yeah. know, something. And But he came in, and he's sitting there with roses. And finally, you know, my my girlfriend's mother, Mrs. Errett, says, uh, I think Lori will be back with her young man friend soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and my oh, husband's like, Derek. oh, my gosh. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I know. But he's like, basically, he brought me roses. He brought me a handwritten invitation to go to Mm. a botanical garden on a date like that weekend. I mean, that was super elaborate in my mind. I mean, roses and this invitation. I mean, it was really cool. Yeah. Our first. And he planned the date. He thought of somewhere creative to go. Yeah. Our first Christmas together. I gave my wife, was before we were married, Uh wife-to-be at the time, 12 days before Christmas, uh, 12 days of Christmas gift, a gift every day, and they got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And And and, the 12th day? uh, To to the 12th day where it was the first time I told her that I loved her. 12 roses. and And, yeah. So it took her a while to say it back, but mm. I mean, whatever. I'm not bitter or anything. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to say I gave her the engagement ring that night. No, I mean, but well, no, we were just dating at that uh-huh. time. I mean, that was very. Sweet. I mean, I I knew I wanted to marry her, uh-huh. um, but I, I, you know, and I admit, like, I don't know that I've done anything as big as that. Yeah. In our relationship, we oh, still you try need to, to do this every Christmas. Every Christmas, yes. Every Christmas, but, Christmas is coming. But what will the children do, Lori? Yeah, where, the where, children where will, will be thrilled, Adam. <laughs> 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 they will feel like mom and dad have it going on. No, I think we've talked about that. I, I mean, I think every couple talks about that idea that why don't you do what you did when we were dating? Sure. You know, and I think, it, but the, I mean, there's natural, there's things that happen in relationship that kind of get in the way of some of that. I mean, yeah. at that time we had no responsibility, no jobs and no kids, but mm-hmm. so we were able to make really big grand gestures. I am listening to you thinking of excuse, excuse, excuse. excuse. No, I, no I, I disagree. I don't think, I think that seduction can still happen in relationships, but I do think it happens differently than when we were dating. 
I think that Adam, I don't know. You don't, you don't, I you agree disagree? with you. You keep talking. You just no. You Dig just, that hole. You Go just, ahead. You disagree. <laughs> you can disagree with me, but I think I think that is what keeps guys from doing some of those things because what? The, the idea that the complaint that it has to be like it was when we were dating. Our relationship is not like it was when we were dating. There are not things outside of our control that has changed that make, like I'll give you, for instance, like one of the things I did during that Christmas was, I mean, we spent five to six hours every single day together. I took her horseback riding for seven hours one day, you know, like the horse did not like me and got and refused to move for a while. But again, different story. But I think for some men, it feels like, like, and now do I have a job that's eight hours a day that takes all that takes a lot of energy she has work she has things that she has things that takes away we both have kid responsibilities yeah I mean so I don't think either of us and she if she tells me if I get home and she tells me I'm wrong in this I will gladly take her horseback riding but I think How if I said how sleigh ride you know at I, the local like <laughs> Christmas is coming yeah and the, the local like shopping center has you know sleigh rides with horses yeah it I, doesn't have to be horseback riding but it could be the spirit of the whole thing that is what I'm saying I'm take agreeing take children with, too I'm agreeing with you on that that's no, I agree. Like, I think there are still things that we can do that are seductive, that is a part of that seduction dance. But, but a lot but, of people are getting married when they are still working full time and they manage sure. all these gestures. Okay. What do you think it looks like then for? I, I think it looks like planning. Okay. And initiation. I mean, yeah, maybe you don't have, you know, 12 new ideas, but you had 12 good ideas. Yeah. I mean, the spirit of them could be there still. Yeah. I, I mean, I disagree. Okay, that's fine. I mean, I, and I will say, I mean, I, I know it sounds like I'm burdening men, but I mean, I personally did things too. Like when we were getting married, actually on an, the night before our wedding or the day of the wedding, I sent one of my girlfriend to my husband, to my husband's like bachelor breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, and I sent her with a card and a white rose. Mm-hmm. And then about an hour later, I sent a card and a pink rose that, you know, the, the white rose, I think, was our friendship, and the pink rose was our romance, and then the red rose was our future sex life, you know. Oh, I mean, it wow. was all about that. Um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I think women should do gestures, and I think men like yeah. that too, although we are kind of talking about stereotypically that's women right. love the seduction and the gesture. Yeah. I Listen, I absolutely think that you have to continue to be to practice romantic to be seductive in your relationship no matter Mm -hmm. how old or how new it is Mm -hmm. i absolutely think that i think part of the hang-up that some men have is that the burden gets placed on some things that were happening at a very specific time that you were in your relationship that you're capable of Mm -hmm. like for instance now one of the things now for me and my wife after 11 years and three children Mm -hmm. is it's very simple and I admit that I, when I get it right, it's very successful. When I when I forget about it or or I'm not intentional about it, it doesn't. And that all of a sudden is kids are in bed Sunday nights, cheese tray, a bottle of wine. Oh, I like that. You know, and and a movie, and I'm intentional about carving out that time That's to nice. where we both are able to sit down. Yeah, like I think that is that has replaced a lot of big gestures. I still think I need to make them occasionally. I mm-hmm. need to plan vacations. I need mm-hmm. to sleigh rides at Christmas time. Sure. Yeah, let's <laughs> let, let's get on that. There's the horse thing. <laughs> There's the horse thing. But I'm saying like 
for men in particular, but for I think for us as couples, like we have, it has to fit into our lives. I think we have to be intentional about it. You're I right. think we have to carve right. out time. I don't think it has to be as grand, maybe as people think. But yeah. I think that they often it they lose the idea completely of doing that, anything. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you know, like I mean, it doesn't have to be horseback riding for eight hours. It yeah. could be just. A horse movie. It could be the sleigh ride. It could Black, be Ble- Black Beauty. You know, Black Beauty with all the kids. He'll they'll love that. Yeah. You know, and then you talk. Then you tell the story in front of the children That's about right. how you took mommy on the. I mean, some of it is about creating a sense of specialness and a remembrance of the romance. Mm-hmm. But I, I just think people give up that effort. I agree. I agree. I think it. You're right. What you said earlier about some men just think that it's over and done with, and right. so I think. You have and, to and it's on to, to big, it. bigger things. It's on to the important stuff, right? Raising mm. of the children and getting the work done. Oh, yeah. Absolutely agree you with know, that. And I, and I understand that desperation. Like, I got to work. I got to get this done. I, I got to make the money for our future, for our retirement, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, to send the children to school. I totally get that. But I, I think that one of the important things is the richness of the relationship. Mm-hmm. It's sort of it's sort of like the way people sometimes celebrate holidays in utilitarian ways. It's like, oh, I don't need all those calories. Let's just do a ch- turkey breast and Boo. you know Boring. Brussels sprouts, <laughs> which I love Brussels sprouts. Boring. <laughs> but or, or sometimes childless couples who don't celebrate yeah. the holidays. It's like, well, we could just buy anything we want anyway, so we don't give each other gifts anymore. Mm. I. I mean, I think there's a way to live life that is full and rich and a way to live life that is harried, burdened, mm-hmm. and like without any frills. Yeah, I think I think what you're talking about, what resonates to me is there has to be a priority given to your relationship yes. that fits into the rhythm of your life. Yes. And if yes, it's not, I agree. And if it's not, if, if there, if that is not happening, then you need to change the rhythm. Right. If the rhythm of your life is a hamster wheel of chore repetition and going, getting up and going to work and then coming home and bathing the kids or feeding the dog and then crashing on the TV and then going to bed at 8 o'clock, let's maybe change it up a bit yeah. and find ways for the priority to be on your relationship and for that to be to find a place within the rhythm of where your life is at right now. Right. Well, if this is, I think, what the complaint I hear from a lot of women, mm-hmm. we're going to talk about a complaint that we hear from a lot of men or a need that men have next about how you get her to open up about what she likes in bed. We'll be right back. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Wanting Sex Again How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual 
technique, and that combination together helps marriages be happy. Improve your sex and improve your relationship with Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. Find out more at awakenloveandsex.com and sign up for their next couples retreat weekend hosted by Lori Watson. Awakenloveandsex.com. Awaken what's possible. It is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. Okay, we are back. Lori Watson, sex therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews, couples therapist. We are talking about how to get women to open up about what they want in bed. Yeah, and so tell me, how do you do that? How do you do that, Lori? How does that happen? What's what's the secret? Okay, so I I mean, I think that women, I've said this before, but women are socially you know, conditioned to be private about their sexual preferences. Mm -hmm. And it's not that they're withholding. I really don't think it's about distancing. I think it's about social training. But it it can feel like withholding. It can. Yeah. And it's it's a crazy solution, right? Because, I mean, women want to have the bedroom be a good experience, Mm -hmm. but they don't necessarily give a clue about how to make it better. Yeah. So how do you think men then approach their... Well, it's, um, it's very, very, that. very tricky Yeah, because I think that men often say in the moment, you know, like, or right afterwards, well, okay, what did you, did you get there? You know, did yeah. you reach the top? Did you, uh, did you get there? Or what, what, what did I do right? What did I mm-hmm. do wrong? I don't know. I, I mean, sometimes women are more open to talking about it when they're aroused, but oftentimes once they've, once they've had a climax, forget about it. Yeah. You know, they kind of shut down again. So yeah. I, I think this is a discussion maybe over coffee with preparation and maybe with some specific questions. Yeah, and when you're talking about preparation, you're talking about you're not springing this on your partner. You're not like just no. all of a sudden like dumping this in the middle of a restaurant when there's no – you don't right. expect it. No, right. She doesn't think, expect it to be I coming. think she would feel – ambushed hmm. by that kind of a conversation. So, yeah. and, and maybe a guy is like, well, why can't we just talk about it? It should be natural. We should talk about it any any time. It's like, I know, I know, but it's just not that way. You just got to mm-hmm. trust me on this. It's like, say, look, at, I, I want to ask you a few questions about our sex life and I'm going to write them down and I want to go out to coffee with you on Saturday morning. We're going to go to that cute little coffee shop you like and we'll sit outside so nobody can hear us. Mm. And could you answer these questions for me? And maybe it gives her time to think about it. Yes. You know, and time to get ready to answer this. 
And so I would say, you know, four different areas that mm. he should ask her about. Like one, how do you like to be seduced? Mm. That's know, what, how, that was what we were talking about. That was what we were just, just talking right? about, right? Yeah. Like give me a clue. Yeah. You know, what's your favorite way to be seduced? Is it with words? Is it with touch? I mean, mm. those are the two primary dividing line. That's the dividing line, right? Some people like to be touched to be seduced and some people like to be asked or flirted yeah. with or brought into it verbally. And do you think, do you find that a lot of women that I hear seem to say a similar thing over and over again, which is he should just know, like he yeah. should just know how to do this. And so I feel like that men, a lot of times they just want to be told, mm-hmm. how do I do this? And mm-hmm. like, and so read, like read a romance guess, novel. guessing, <laughs> guessing sometimes I think it's difficult because they guess in the wrong way. Yeah. They guess They guess. They wrong. guess their way. Yeah, absolutely. This is how I like it, so I imagine that's how you like it. That's right. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm hoping that this conversation helps them. Hmm. You know, which way do you, you know, like to be approached, initiated? What do you think is a seductive gesture? Because I think a lot of men think it's the American date night, right? Hmm. I took her out to dinner. I spent a whole lot of money, came home. You know, we had wine and drinks and great food, and there was no sex. And I feel like I got cheated. Yeah. You know, I spent all that money for nothing, which kind of the spirit of that right there tells you is problematic with seduction. Yeah. Because it's a payment, not not something, not a process, not an enjoyment. It's not Mm. saying seduction has to be kind of, you know, string free, right? It has Uh, to be about my feelings of desire for you and the setup. I mean, even though there's an intent. Um, to to get the person into bed, or but it, it has to be a little freer than that. Yeah, and so uh, and I think Gloria, it's important to say there too that 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 does eventually have to happen. I think and like sex has to happen, or else there's going to be seduction is not going to continue to happen in that way. Y'all can't see me, but I'm looking at Adam with eyebrows raised, like no kidding. Yeah, no kidding. But that but it's it's something that happens, I think, in a lot of relationships mm-hmm. where if the male is making a lot of attempts, we you know we've mm-hmm. talked about it before in terms of bids. Yeah, they're making and sex- if she completely ignores the bids. Mm-hmm. Or it doesn't if, know, gosh, you know, we went out for that fancy dinner. I had no idea you wanted sex at the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if that, if that <laughs> continues to happen, he's going to stop making those bids. I know. He's going to stop I doing agree. those things. I agree. And I think it's a, I think it's a balancing act. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's really hard for couples at times because I think it's a hard thing to talk about. Like, obviously she does not want to feel like he's just doing those things just to get sex. Yes. Right. Yes. But at the same time. Sex right. is important. He wants sex. Sex is important. All right. I mean, those, that's a need that he has that, ha- that both of those needs have to be met. Right. right? Maybe not all the time, every time, mm-hmm. but they do have to be met if you want the seduction part to continue. Right. Which is what we talk about, right, mm-hmm. is if you ignore your partner's bids, then you're basically creating a climate that is not conducive to love and to oh, good yeah. feelings. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's not just romantic bids or bids for attention about the cardinal at the breakfast table. It's also bids, sexual bids. That's right. You know, absolutely. I'm with you. I, But I think in terms of this conversation, we want to ask the women or the guy wants to ask the woman, you know, what is she like? And she needs to know that these are questions pertaining to their sexual functioning. Yeah. Right. So that there's no mistake here. Yeah. I want to ask you four questions about sex so that you can tell me better, help guide me better. Mm-hmm. I, I think the next thing I would say is, you know, what makes you feel desire? 
And I know that women are often, especially low desire women or low libido women, might say nothing. I, I never feel desire. Mm. Um, I do like my favorite trick of asking these low desire women who are tired with young mothers. You know, okay, if you could go to the hotel room in the afternoon, take a very long nap, meet your partner downstairs for drinks and appetizers, have wild sex, and know that he was going to go home and relieve the babysitter and you were going to sleep till noon. Would you want sex? Hmm. And I have, there's only one woman so far that I've told that scenario to that has said, uh, you know, no, I don't think I would. I mean, she hmm. was genuinely physiologically repressed because of breast cancer treatment, you know, hmm. so she didn't want it. But so, I mean, I think the question is when do you feel desire or maybe have you felt desire? Hmm. You know, what is it like for you? What prompts hmm. it? What do you what feel? What are the circumstances that are what going are the on? circumstances? Yeah. Uh, what's the internal experience? Yeah. And try not to be defensive when you listen to these answers. I mean, it's so tempting to go into the same old power struggle, especially if your partner baits you and says, you know, well, I feel desire if you would ever talk to me. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes they say it poorly, right? They, yeah. they don't enter it with a spirit of let's resolve something. Let's, let's get through this. Let's learn something. Yeah. You know, they feel like, oh, this is the same old conversation that you always have with me and I can't well, that, do. Well, that's real. That real simply is just about talking about it from your perspective, right? Mm-hmm. If you can talk about it from your needs and not from what your partner Partners is doing, doing or not you. or not right. doing, mm-hmm. you're not ca- it's it's a blame-free conversation. Yeah, that's what we're helping yeah, for here. Absolutely. Uh-huh. I think one of the other things that would go along with that what you're talking about is especially like when you do feel desire, what is your how does your partner respond? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. what is the things that fan that desire rather than quelch it? Because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of times and that could be going on as well is that she may feel desire and then her partner does something that just uh, that just shuts it down. Yeah. Right. Or that like that, he doesn't take out the garbage. He, like he doesn't take out <laughs> take out the garbage. I'm going to be sorry that I mentioned that <laughs> before this is all said and done. Um, yeah. I mean, I think but I think I think that's true. I mean, I think that the male has to know that yeah. has to know how to how to fan that because that's not an automatic thing. Again, it's not he's going to guess and most most of the time he's going to guess wrong. Right. Right. Know. So then I think in terms of arousal, this is probably the diciest part of the conversation hmm. is trying to get her to talk about the actual touches mm-hmm. that she prefers and what she doesn't like. And maybe so it would I would make it concrete. Say list three touches that move you further into arousal and list three touches that move you away from arousal, mm. you know, that stop arousal for you. Yeah. I mean, it's not everything. I know he would probably love it if she would just show him, mm. yeah. <laughs> literally show him. That would be, and if you're really brave out there, that is probably, that is under the tree with the bow. That beats that's every the, that's gift. That's the gift, yeah. That's the gift. <laughs> yeah. Um, girlfriend, just show him. But I think in terms of this conversation, this is not going to happen at the coffee shop. But, yeah. you know, the three the three touches that are good and the three touches that turn her off. Yeah. And good. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that. I mean, that's just an that's just a, such an important part of the sex cycle. Just that arousal piece that is going to lead to better sex. Right. You know, and that right. that that if you don't know that again, that can that can. Or if you think down. you've told your partner and they don't. Remember, just say it again. Yeah. Just say it again. Absolutely. Yeah. And then I think the last question I would ask or have you ask your your female partner would be, what do you like afterwards? Hmm. 
you know, do you like to cuddle? Do you like to get up and eat pizza? Do you like to go out to dinner? Mm-hmm. You know, do you like to go to sleep? Which not very many women are going to say they want to go to sleep. Yeah. Which is really hard, right? Physiologically, men often go to sleep and women actually wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, after the sexual experience, they feel more awake. And that's why they need more cuddling and talking and attention because it has woken them up, which is, again, another bad reason to have sex late at night. Because hmm. you know, she stays awake, he goes to sleep, and she feels somehow or another left and abandoned. No, it's disconnecting rather mm-hmm. than connecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If the couple is wildly apart on what they need in that area after sex, like let's say he, he is hard for him to stay awake, she wants to sit up and talk and cuddle, how do, how do you bridge that gap? Like I, what? I mean, sometimes nighttime is most convenient. The children are asleep, right? I mean, I would definitely say have sex early in the evening. You know, put the kids down at 8.30, at 9 o'clock, have sex, and then, you know, watch the TV show that you taped Yeah. instead of thinking, okay, we got to watch the 9 o'clock show and the 10 o'clock show, and then we're going to have sex at 11. Are you kidding me? Mm. You know, with kids, you're going to be dead. It's like those things, these days, none of us have any excuse, yeah. right? We don't, we can watch television later or, yeah. you know, we can do work later. You know, don't do the dishes. Don't answer your email. Don't check back with work. Take time first for each other. You know, have the glass of wine, make love, and then go back to work or go do the laundry or whatever you have to get done. Mm -hmm. You know, save the best part of the evening for each other so that, you know, really technically you probably are awake afterwards. I mean, I think that would work. Yeah. Or morning, morning sex. Yeah. I I love just these four questions of this conversation because it feels very doable and and very practical. And I think there are questions that are going to get you a lot of good answers. If yeah. you both can approach it like you're talking about with honesty and no blame and just a willingness to, to, to make it better, mm-hmm. like I think it's going gonna, it's gonna yield to a, yield a lot. Yeah. And, I, you know, today I think we have burdened men with both parts, really, you know, in terms of be the yeah. seducer and be the questioner. And so my question that I would leave people today to help even that out would be for the woman Perhaps to ask her male partner, you know, tell me your best seduction fantasy. What would you want me to do? Yeah. You know, what what would turn you on? The, you know, just give me one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me all of them. Give me one of them. Yeah. That would be great. So you've been listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your comments, your reviews. We love hearing from you. This is sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. 